What up artists? My name is Dwayne Jones. I'm the creative director and founder of a lifestyle brand called Art Pays Me. This is the Art Pays Me podcast and I'm passionate about finding ways that people like you and me can make a living for ourselves off of our creativity and you know maybe we can make the world a better place at the same time. Let's get into it. We're in Glitter Bean Cafe today. So if you hear any background noise, that's what it is. Uh, today on the show, we have Kemi Smith, creator of handcrafted sneakers. Uh, so what actually does a creator of handcrafted sneakers do? Well, we do everything from the ground up. So it's like we got the whole shoe down, take it apart. We add new leather to it. We paint it. We switch the soles, everything from the ground up pretty much, so handcrafted. Okay. Everything's in-house production, too. Um, so, Kemi, why sneakers? I think it's, like, my passion for them. I was always, like, buying sneakers, reselling them, and I kind of got tired of Nike putting out the same shoe over and over in a different color, and I kept falling for it, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I was like, I think I can make something better for the consumer market, and I just, like, a hobby turned into a business pretty much like it'd be two years in September so but I've been an artist my whole life though right like I went to NASCAD my mom was an artist so I always came from like an art background right I did the A levels and all that kind of stuff too so kind of just like went hand in hand I'd say okay so for people who aren't familiar with the uh, British system what's an A level well the A level is like a national exam you have to take to in order to go to the next level so if you don't pass it's like a stamp of success and yeah I passed grade 10 yeah in Canada, I think they just get a GPA and you can move on. But in the Bahamas, you need a GPA. I need an A-level to move to the next level. <laughs> yeah. And I did the IB program as well. I did higher-level art. So it's kind of like these national standardized testing I took in these subjects. So So what led you to NASCAD? Well, I went to Dow. I played soccer there. And then Dow's tuition was kind of crazy. Okay. And so my mom was like, 12000 a semester. I mean... It wasn't really worth it. I felt like I was a number in the system. Because you could take, you can go to Dow for four years to undeclared arts. They don't care. Oh, just a number man. in the system. But like, I wasn't doing what I liked there. So like, my mom was like, NASCAD's a good school. Um, Andy Warhol went there too, actually. He so, did? Yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he came to NASCAD too. So uh, my mom was like, check it out down the street. And then the rest was history pretty much. And cheaper, smaller classes good teachers and they're more personable you know like yeah. you're actually like a person in the class you know like a number like a doll I wanted to like talk to a prof who's like email my TA <laughs> but I'm paying like <laughs> you know what I'm saying but I'm paying like 25,000 a year and he right. tells me email his TA but I'm making eye contact with every class now right 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 but I can't talk to him you know <laughs> wow so that was the thing why I moved from Dow. so pretty yeah. much how I ended up in NASCAD well a couple things I didn't know I didn't know you were a student athlete well I'm retired now man like I was living the dream, playing soccer, you know, living life. And, like, you got to realize, you got to be a man at the end of the day. Like, you can't. That's not going to pay the bills. Uh, I'm not, like, a first-round draft pick. <laughs> you know what okay. I mean? So, I don't I haven't heard anyone from, like, the AUS go to the NBA or, like, the M MLS, right? So, yeah. and I was still cutting hair to pay my rent while I was a student. So, mm -hmm. I was like, this didn't make sense. So, I was like, I'll just take a break from this, you know? Right, right, right. You're not going pro. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, <laughs> So, this is interesting though, because a lot of times, 
I've found in my experience sometimes student athletes kind of lose track of that and it's yeah. not it's not almost like they it's almost they know they're not going pro but they don't seem to necessarily if they it's, pass it's the Hoover's curse they call it yeah it's the hard reality like you know what I'm saying I'm putting up 10 and 5 every night but like I'm a second team all-star in Canada yeah but you realize like if you're not like 6, six, six 8 280 like Zion Williamson like good yeah. luck because the first round is guaranteed and the second round is like it's kind of difficult to go to the NBA man like it's like mm-hmm. I think 4,000 players in the NCAA yeah and like there's some ballers out there, man. Because yeah. half of the guys who can ball don't have good grades to go to the D one schools. Right. <laughs> so like it's difficult for a pro man. Like it's one like a million, you know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And it is way beyond just being good at the sport at yeah. that. Like my boy Buddy Heal, I grew up with him. He went to the NBA. Right. He's the first person from my country. Like my mom's I think sixty four years old. Yeah. And that's her first time seeing someone go to the NBA from our country. Right. I'm twenty five, man. So he's a one of like <laughs> One of like a million, and we have DeAndre Ayton too. Like yes, but he went to he's from the Bahamas. More people going now, yeah. but it's getting difficult. Once you get one, you're gonna have another. So my brother yeah. played um, twice. He's he's on that borderline. He's getting old, so he's on that borderline <laughs> of retirement, right? Hoopers currently. <laughs> so he uh, he plays for Bermuda's oh. national team for basketball, oh, wow. and he always said the Bahamas teams were tough. So it, to me, it it makes sense that, that some of these guys are going to start showing up. it's funny, like, Bahamas came to Halifax and played Caramba. Uh-huh. Now we got, like, I don't want to say the score, but it was yeah, a... Yeah, I saw a, that. It was, <laughs> it, was a, it was a bad game. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't all the tough guys either, though. Yeah. You didn't play, did you? No. Because I don't think it was... No, it's not worth it, because, yeah, you guys, like, guys like Anthony Bennett. Right. You know, first-round bust. Yeah. And he's putting up 10 on you. Yeah. That's a good team, bro. So difficult, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one thing, kind of, Kimmy, I found out about you basically because you used to cut my hair. You're a barber. So we were talking and all that kind of stuff. I found out, dude does custom shoes. And then so last year I commissioned you to do a shoe for me for my uh, oh yeah for my fashion show for Atlantic Fashion definitely. Week. And I didn't really give you too much direction. I was just like, <laughs> take my brand and, and run with it. So how was that process for you? I see it was different. It was like an artist. I was like, I was actually doing a shoot for an artist. Yeah. So I mean, like, it had to be different because you're just like me. You're one of a kind. You're always thinking outside the box and you want something exclusive. Like, you want to be different. So, yeah. like, I couldn't do something generic. I couldn't just, like, look at my archive like, oh, this is for Dwayne. But I do do something unique I had to do something that was like never done before kind of mm-hmm. so I had to like impress you and like make you like, like I kind of had to prove myself because you're mm-hmm. an artist so you went to NASCAR too so yeah, you've yeah. you seen good the bad the worse like yeah, yeah. so I kind of just be like this art so I had to do something special for you it was kind of like more difficult in that, that sense you know what I mean uh-huh. but it was fun it was a good challenge for sure I had a good time cool, plus yeah. like your brand is like one of my favorite brands art pays me that's like art is the destination of man and most people don't realize like Art is like the future, mm-hmm. but I was like, it was kind of cool working with one of my favorite brands, man. I liked it. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And like, it was, I mean, it was so dope to to have it. And sure. I, I barely wear them to be honest because <laughs> I don't want to wreck them. Um, so it's only like every rare occasions where I know I'm not gonna scuff them up or something that I'll bring up, break okay, them up. Okay. Uh, 
but I got so much um, good feedback from that. They were like, yo, the shoes, the shoes. So it was a lot of people that, that were feeling. Appreciate feeling it, man. It. Appreciate it. Uh, actually, my boy Fizz from Universal Soul that you said you met the other day, he he took oh. my daughter that night. to. He was our coach, so he took her. And he saw me in the shoes, and I dropped her off. Oh, and wow. he was like, yo, <laughs> who did that? So... Um, uh, I told him it was about you. Appreciate it. Yeah, I'm doing some more work for Tracy from Universal Soul right now. Actually. Tactician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he didn't tell me his rap name back then. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he, I'm doing some more work for him. He's a cool guy. Yes. Good group. Yeah, I, I, I met both of those guys. Two of the first people I met in Halifax on the basketball court. Ch- Tracy was ready to choke guys out. <laughs> Finley was more like, okay, more political, like... <laughs> But the funny thing, Tracy, like, he's like, Tracy, Tracy's like all, he's like a bigger version of Nate Robinson, man. Yeah. Because he's like the same height as him, but like, he's, he's like pushing three plates easily, man. Oh, High school, yeah. he said, you know, so it's funny seeing that, like, the man has, the man has bounce. He, he's a monster, yeah. He has bounce at like 5'9", man, like a 220. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> scary. <laughs> yeah, he's got, he showed me some pictures of him back in the day, dunking and all that kind of stuff. Um... So, uh, as far as, like, the process for your shoes, how does it normally go? Well, it depends, man. Like, I can meet you in person. We do emails. We just FaceTime. I've done Skype. Wow. Lots of pictures. Um, I send drafts back and forth. You know, I went to NASCAR. It's all a Photoshop, Illustrator. Kind of that down pack now, right? So, just, mm-hmm. I send drafts back and forth. Just small stuff like that. Make it a more personal experience, you know. It's like you're calling like a hotline on Walmart again and see like an advisor of an advisor of an advisor. Yeah. So like I, I send you drafts and we can FaceTime and we can figure something out for you. Like what works for you, what leathers work for you, what materials work best, stuff like that. So it's like, mm. it's an interesting process. It takes a while, but like once you narrow it down, like it's pretty simple. Once yeah. I get the groundwork going, you know what I mean? Because you have some clients that don't know what they want. So you got to keep sending them ideas and stuff like that. Mm. Like, it might, like, they might say, oh, do your own thing. They might, and they might be like, oh, I don't want pink on it. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So right. you kind of have to send drafts and just like finalize the process for everybody. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you have anything that's like pre-made, ready to go on your site that people could just pick up? Or is well, they're all like made. So like they're all made to order. Okay. Because don't, you don't want to be sitting up on shoes that don't sell. Got you. It's like, you could have a Nike contract. You make all the money out the Jordans, the Air Maxes, the Vapor Maxes, like all the hype stuff. Yeah. You stuff with all the Monarchs, the dad shoes, like the skater shoes nobody buys, right? So I don't want to be sitting on inventory, but I have a few pairs ready to go here and there that have been like good sellers and stuff like that. But most of them made to order and stuff like that, right? So like you'll do, you'll have a design that you did in the past. You'll redo it for multiple Yep. Oh, gotcha. It's pretty gotcha. easy. Like, once you do it once, you can do it again, right? And you probably, like, do it better the second time. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to be sitting on shoes, you know. I can take my work to Toronto work for a week, take it to China to work for a week. So it's like, the pairs I can work on anytime I want, right? The yeah. need to order. And you, you, know? you do sneaker cons every now and then? Yeah, sneaker cons, just the big shows like that. I'm trying to go to sneaker con in LA probably uh, around November or so. Okay. So you might catch me in Vegas, you know? <laughs> cool. Cool. Actually, speaking of traveling, I just got back from the Bahamas a few oh, really? weeks back. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I said I went to Nassau and you were trying to... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, gave you my, I gave you my blessing, though. <laughs> <laughs> I gave you the blessing. No, I I, actually, I didn't really see Bahamas. I was literally just on the beach. So, 
Okay. <laughs> I can't say that. I'm you make sure you know where them shoes are. Oh, we we get them shoes from, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what size are they? You know, so I feel you, man. Yeah. Um. So how do you, how do you collect payment for your thing? Um. I got Square Taps. It's like a mobile debit. Yeah. It's like ten cents a transaction. Uh, I got e-transfers. I got PayPal. I got Cash App too from Jeez. all my Americans. So I just had to switch to VPN on my phone because you can't get that in Canada. But Americans make it easy with Cash App and PayPal. And I got, like, I used to take Bitcoin, too. Wow. <laughs> How was that, actually? It was pretty easy. Like, it just goes straight to your account and just, like, cash it out. But, like, you got to be versatile, right? You got to move with the, the times, man. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everything is, like, cryptocurrency, right? So you got to be, like, versatile. So you had somebody say, hey, man, you could you accept Bitcoin? I took, like, five or six payments from Bitcoin. That's crazy. I mean, like, you know, it's untraceable cryptocurrency. Yeah. But, I mean, it's straight legal to your account, right? So it depends, man. I'm very versatile, man. Them dope boys. <laughs> you know, the dark web, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I, have, I haven't had any uh, any cryptocurrency purchases. Um, so I, it, you never know, man. It's been like, yeah, you might have a client in Russia. I got cryptocurrency. Uh, no, e-trap is in Russia. Right. And PayPal is too, uh, too, high, too high risk for him. I mean, I don't want to send a bank transfer. Mm-hmm. And so, so Bitcoin, the Bitwallet might break. You know what I'm saying? The Bitcoin might be the best option for him, man. Interesting. So you never know sometimes. Just make it available, right? <laughs> yeah. Huh. So how do you primarily promote yourself? Instagram, Facebook, um, Etsy is pretty big. Uh, my website. Mm-hmm. I've done service to Malaysia, China, India, Russia, all of the United States. I've done Hawaii. I've done uh, Madagascar. <laughs> so just promoting myself on a global perspective, like um, hashtagging, just making different ads, you know, being different, being unique. Mm-hmm. I did a little bit of YouTube. But I need to get back on it. But, like, I got an email in, in French from uh, this guy in France. He wants a couple pairs done. So, just making yourself versatile. Mm-hmm. Just being available, I'd say, and responding to emails and responding to messages pretty quickly. Yeah. Because, like, you never know if someone might see your work. Like, you look at your Instagram, you might be popping to Halifax at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, but you might be hyping Russia around 8 p.m. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> never know who sees your stuff, right? certain hashtags they follow so you never know man i'm always like promoting myself globally right trying to be global global brand right so how would you say nascad kind of helped you in in that sense well nascad like teaches you discipline going to art school like you got to really love a kid to send to art school number one so like True. it teaches you <laughs> it teaches you because like for us like you got to be versatile in your skills you can't yeah. just rely on your fine art degree you have to be like versatile right so it taught me a lot i learned so much at nascad from painting drawing sculpting architecture film design placement mm-hmm. like i learned so much from nascad as a whole like they teach you how to become an artist but like the business side is on yourself yeah like, they can't hold your hand through life you know what i'm saying so yeah. I just, they, I think they gave me the groundwork, I'd say. The groundwork was, like, the best thing that ever happened to me going to NASCAD. Because, like, you kind of rely on your skills. Mm. When you went to NASCAD, there's some guys that are nice in your class, man. But, well, so, exactly. <laughs> so, and it is intimidating, you know? Because that dial is just, like, you could take a science test. He gets an 85, you get a 90. Yeah. But you might get a 75, but the guy getting a 75 ain't trying to do no masters. Yeah. So they get, like, it doesn't really matter, right? Yeah. But NASCAD, you get the same assignment, you're drawing the same person, you got to come correct every time, man. So it was yeah. like, it was very challenging, so I had to like, bring my A game every time. And that's what the real world's like. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you might think you're hot in Halifax, 
Mm-hmm. You go to the States, everyone their mom doing what you do, but you're not standing out, right? So yeah. you can be unique and yeah, NASCAR was like the best thing that ever happened, man. Like them worked pl- out for me. Them uh them class critiques. You, I know. You hang your work up and I know, everybody man. gets to take a <laughs> shot. <laughs> oh, I used to hate those, man. Like this one guy used to critique me. I used to be like, man, you don't like me or the something. The same guy. <laughs> like, you know what? I had a couple people who was like, the same people always got something to say. The same ones. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's funny. But also that, like for the, uh, not realizing how much you kind of suck. Generally for me, like, so if you guys play basketball. Yeah. And Burmy, you'd be like, oh yeah, you know, nice, <laughs> you know. Definitely. Go away, play somewhere else, and just like, oh. Got it busted, huh? <laughs> That's how basketball was, man. Especially like, when I was like, I did like a little TA thing there for like a hot second. And I was like, man, these kids think they're nice coming out of high school. Eh? <laughs> like, these things, they, they think they're number one draft picks. And then yeah. you actually like look at them and like, man, some of you guys are really like bad. Right. But you got four years to like get to that standard of you, what you want, right? Yeah. But of course, you have guys that are super talented. You know what I mean? So it depends, man. Like it, it was worth it, I'd say. College yeah. is a good place to go, man, for sure. Yes. I also find some of those people who are super talented but just lack drive. That kind of washed out. And that was enough. Because yeah. I, I think I was in the lower end of the talent spectrum, but I was like, ain't no fucking <laughs> way I'm coming to this school and not coming out with some yeah. success. <laughs> <laughs> I was all right, man. Like, I probably was that like 75% kid. Like, I ain't trying to do no masters. Uh, I was working full time. Right. So, what you get was what you get from me. You're like, one of my profs, like, man, Kemi, you're cool, but damn, you're lazy. <laughs> you just gotta, like, <laughs> bro, I wasn't trying to get no 90s. Right. I had a good job paying me well over 20 bucks an hour when I was in university. Right. I was working full time, so, like, it didn't really, didn't really matter. My sneakers were paying me too my last year of college, so I was yeah. just like, getting by but until like it got to the point where like man I'm gonna I'm step it up I'm gonna do something different so I'm gonna just work harder but mm-hmm. I saw NASCAR was man I was just getting I was I was a good student of course I had my A's B's whatever but like you could be that like 95% student if you try a little bit harder mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying got you, got you. <laughs> so I kind of put that same attitude into my business now because you can't half step business no you, know? <laughs> you gotta work hard now exactly exactly so that said, if you had one piece of advice for an aspiring artist, what would you, what would that be? Uh, find your niche in the market. Okay. Find what you find what you're good at. Find your strengths, and just uh, feed off of that. You know what I'm saying? Because you don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Because like you might be good at painting faces, mm-hmm. but you can't color. Mm-hmm. You might be good at doing still life, but you can't draw like a a background. Yeah. So find your niche, find what you're good at, like find find what you're passionate about. I'd say like and just follow that. Like one of my friends, like she draws like baseball characters, like baseball, uh, like live portraits of baseball people. Okay. And that's her full time job. She's grossing at least fifty k a year in the U S. Wow. And she does MLB figures. That's it. So find what you're passionate about and find what you're good at. I'd say like find your niche in the market. So just take it one day at a time, man. Always write a plan too. Planning is the best way to do it because like. You don't want to jump into something and you kind of fail, right? Mm. Well, nothing wrong with failing either, but like have a plan and figure out what you're good at, figure out what you're passionate about and just like take that same route, I'd say. Mm. The best advice I can give a young artist, you know what I mean? Yeah. So would you say like your friend's success is based on not just her doing that, but also finding 
that market that wants that obscure thing? Well, sometimes you got to create the market. Oh, and you got to okay. bring the market to you. Like, okay. before I started doing this, no one was really rocking customs thinking of Halifax. It's true. I like, you got to bring yeah. the market to you. If you can bring the market to you, then you're good. Mm-hmm. And, like, the market comes to me because, like, so much Americans buy my product because the exchange rate is, like, 70 cents mm-hmm. to U.S. dollar. Like, you might spend 240 on a pair of shoes in Halifax. And that's only like maybe one seventy five in the states. Yeah, and that's nothing, and it's a custom pair too. Yeah, yeah. So like, it depends, man. Just like find a niche in the market and find what works for you. Like you might find people that take pictures of all the basketball games, but I never saw no one on like Bleacher Report or ESPN actually like drawing the basketball players. Mm-hmm. So like, she draws like the baseballs to life, right? So she mm-hmm. does her thing, man. Yeah. So you've you've had. Um you talked to me about some of like higher profile people who have been your customers. Who would you say is probably like some of those people? Uh, higher, higher profile. Could be verified, you know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. I did stuff with uh, Jill Sonier. She okay. was the first Nova Scotian female to score a goal in the Olympics. Okay. And so I was wearing her gold medal. You know, uh, I think it was, I think, I thought it was cool as a kid to wear like a nice bust down rolly or like a Cuban like Jay-Z. But yeah. But until you hold that, that Olympic cool. medal in your hand, <laughs> I'm like, you know what I'm saying? I said, Jay's ain't got nothing on me. Okay. I did work for Buddy Hill, Sacramento Kings. I'm doing work for like another Olympian right now. I can't give her her name. Hmm. Just like, I'm doing, yeah, Universal Soul. I did work for those guys. Big music group. Um, just big names like that so far. And like, it worked out pretty good. So okay. can't complain. Okay. There are a few raps in Toronto, Robin Banks, Twy. Yeah, Robin Banks is over like a million views on his YouTube. He's one of the hottest artists in Toronto right now. Okay. Yeah, Drake shouts him out. He's good friends with Press and all those guys too, right? So just like verify people and like a few big names here and there, right? But the small uh, man of what pays you every day, right? <laughs> you know what yes. I'm saying? I don't just do everything for like the verify celebs, right? I'm a simple man like you, right? Mm-hmm. I work a little nine to five here and there and just do my thing, right? <laughs> yeah, that's the, the, the thing. Like sometimes the hype that our type of industry has around it is confusing because it makes you it seems more glamorous than it is or something or yeah. like put you higher than you may, may necessarily feel that you are definitely uh, it's kind of weird how that happens yeah sometimes I mean it could be a platform to be doing work for NBA players mm-hmm. but at the same time you never know that NBA player so busy he might not be paying you Right. He might be paying crazy shipping rates to the States, but like he's wearing the kicks on court. But like the other man just doing simple work for the the small man, mm-hmm. probably is booked up 24 7, right? And like higher turnover rate, right? But you might be doing work for NBA players. Like it depends. It kind of yeah. be outweighed too. Yeah. They want to work for NBA players, get that big name, or they want to make more money doing work for the small man. So like mm-hmm. you got to have like a little mix of both, I guess. Like depends how you look at it, right? Yeah. Well, actually, there's a director that I'd like to have on the podcast soon and he told me about how he did a free a free video for a higher profile rapper a rap group and that ended up catapulting into like a bigger budget thing for other people that that rapper was affiliated with so sometimes you as much as i talk about art pays me (laughs) <laughs> sometimes you have to take those gambles for those yeah. um those things that can lead that's a, a longer term play 
Definitely. You gotta bite the bullet sometimes, man. Yeah. yeah. When I saw that Firefly ticket in my inbox, like, you know, I wasn't thinking about money. <laughs> right. I was thinking about, like, you know, this person, like, if I do work for her, I imagine that just the platform she could put me on or they could put you on you know what I'm saying so yep. it can't always be about money if you're chasing money you'll never end up with money so like you gotta be like what you're passionate about eventually you'll get to that platform be like where you wanna go you know what I mean so yeah yeah so what's um what's the next big thing for you well definitely summer's gonna be a shutdown thing for sure okay. so I got a lot of parties coming out for this summer so you'll see a lot more I haven't been posting much on my Instagram hmm. I've been quiet you know it's like the grasshopper you know you see a grasshopper fritting away his time all summer and yeah. the winter comes he's screwed um. but then I takes his time and prepares for the winter so yeah I've been I've been laying low right now but I have a lot of projects out for the summer so okay. you'll, you'll see summer a lot of stuff on summer when it gets a little warmer in Canada you'll see a lot more a lot more stuff on the runway you know got you got you so, Kemi, that's it, man. Well, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure, bro. Let me know if you need me. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we'll work together on something else. And how can people get in touch with uh, My Instagram is Creations by Kemi on Instagram. Same thing with Facebook. Uh, my website is www.creationsbykemi.com. And my email is shoes at creationsbykemi.com. So shoot me an email. Just fire me a DM. I, I'm, I respond to everything. Mm-hmm. I'm not famous, you know. I'm a regular guy just like you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so just shoot me a message, whatever, whenever you're ready. And let's, let's definitely collab in the near future, man. If you have an idea, just like send it my way. All right. Shout out to Kemi. Thank you for coming through. And uh, yeah, man. Um, this, this is just this is a good conversation to have. Like, I, I, I love actually. Um, doing this kind of thing and I'm glad that uh, we were able to connect and let this happen for sure so, art pays me too man art pays you art is the destination of man like you can't overlook art so everything you need art like engineers like doctors lawyers you still need art you still look at a diagram the artist made you still need a, a visual representation of what the road looks like yeah so art is like the destination of man so just keep pursuing it man thank you for having me peace thank you so much for listening to the art pays me podcast Thank you to Lange Beats for the theme music. If you got anything out of this show, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. The more you do this, the more reach the podcast gets, and the more artists I can help learn to make a living at what they love. If you want to know more about what I do, hit me up at artpaysme.com or at artpaysme on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Pinterest. See y'all next time.